the tenth adventure of siegfried the dragon slayer by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf siegfried sees the great dragon and meets a king of the dwarves siegfried now thought of pursuing his journey but he first tore down the walls and destroyed the entire cave where only weapons for fraud treachery and wickedness were forged he left not one stone upon another so that at the present day no one can say where stood the smithy of the giants where siegfried the swift learned the art of a smith with joyous courage he advanced through the dark woods and the green and sunny meadows quickly he leaped over the roaring streams in the forest and nothing could stop his course but the country became daily more awful and terrific more steep and lofty were the jagged rocks more rapidly and fiercely fell the streams the grass and weeds in the meadows were so high that they rose far above the heads of his dogs and beasts of prey ran about in troops the undaunted hero proceeded onwards till one day he heard his dogs howl mournfully he hastened up supposing that some venomous serpent or beast of prey had seized them but nothing of the kind was to be seen his dogs were standing in a meadow the damp grass of which was reeking with the heat of the sun on approaching near he saw that they were howling at some foot tracks which they had discovered the like of which he had never seen they showed two large paws with long claws and as he was inspecting them the sun suddenly became darkened and his dogs crept timidly up to him he was surprised at this for there was not a cloud in the sky for the first time in his life he felt alarmed when he saw a wild dragon flying over him in the air it was black as night but at every breath it drew a pointed flame of fire issued from its jaws its head and neck were of horn and the internal fire shone through both with a dark red colour and lighted its blue wings it flew slowly and steadily making vast circles with its long tail siegfried now perceived to what creature the foot tracks belonged he stood under a tree and watched the flight of the monster for a long time and thought to himself may the leader of battles assist me now yon creature is the fiend himself in a living form for of all the dragons depicted on my father's walls not one is equal to this grant but the victory to my good sword that i may fight a good fight against this son of darkness meanwhile the dragon flew quietly on and disappeared behind a mountain siegfried now heard a sudden jingling of bells and the tramp of a horse he turned round and before him on the meadow was a tall jet-black horse on which was seated a very little rider siegfried at first thought it must be a child of three years old and wondered that any mother could be so careless as to let the poor infant ride about in the forest on a high horse so near the mighty dragon but when he saw the little rider nearer he was astonished to perceive that he had a beard whiter than snow which reached to his girdle his limbs and whole frame moreover were not formed like those of a child but were in good proportion like those of a grown-up man he had a venerable appearance with his long beard and looked kindly and shrewdly from his little bright eyes 
both horse and rider were so beautifully and richly adorned that siegfried had never seen the like in his father's castle of Königsberg. the horses trappings were adorned in front with gold and behind with silver the gold inlaid with white precious stones the silver with red while bells of gold and silver hung on the mane fifty on each side giving a pleasing sound thrown over the horse hung a cloth of velvet green as the grass of the meadow in spring on which was figured the whole earth round it ran a sky-blue border representing the great ocean of the world in which swam fish of gold and silver and purple on the green velvet were embroidered flowers of all kinds animals and men with pearls and diamonds all so small and so highly adorned that a day would not suffice to examine them the rider wore a silver helmet on top of which shone a carbuncle bright as the morning star while the cask itself was encircled by a golden crown his armor was of white steel over it was spread a broad royal mantle fastened at the waist by a girdle of diamonds in the form of a snake at his side hung a small sword with a handle of rubies above all glanced his shield appearing as if formed of diamonds in the middle shone the sun and around it the seven stars whilst between these ran circles of all the colours of the rainbow the shield had this power that when the bearer held it before him he could see everything through it without being seen himself siegfried stood mute and knew not what this strange appearance meant hail to thee valiant hero began the little stranger come hither under the trees thou needst not fear me i have no ill design against thee on the contrary i come to offer thee fidelity and service and my aid in every danger why said the hero smiling i have no fear of thee little man for thy proffered friendship however i thank thee although thy help may avail but little in danger thou couldst scarcely be seen in the high grass and when standing by my side a stork might snap thee up with sword and shield taking thee for a little frog at these words the little rider was somewhat displeased and said thou art thyself less than the giants and yet thou thinkest to gain the victory over them true i am small of stature yet i know much more than thou dost for siegfried the son of king siegmund knows not my name nor does he perhaps know my power from gratitude i come to lead thee out of the wood because thou hast slain the dragon who held me and my people in slavery for know i am named Eugline, and i am a rich and potent king of the dwarves of these mountains well then king Eugline, answered siegfried show me where i can gain honour and my sword shall ever be devoted in gratitude to thee tis well answered the other and had i not come hither thy life would have been lost for the dragon who lives hereabouts is the most fearful of all creatures and he it is who holds captive the beautiful king's daughter of the rhine he took her from her father's castle and now she sits weeping and wringing her hands on the drachenstein no one but myself knows the way to the spot and she will never be released unless heaven takes pity on the poor maiden but let us haste or we are lost siegfried was delighted at hearing these words he sprang from amid the trees smote three times with his sword on a stone which he cut asunder like a sponge and then exclaimed 
may the sword of my enemies thus pierce my body if i depart hence till i have fought with the dragon for the maiden if that be the case give me leave said the dwarf in alarm to quit the wood and fly hence for hadst thou traversed the whole earth from east to west and overcome all strong men and all monsters still must thou leave the maiden to the dragon on the rock nay not so little man thou must show me thy fidelity and give me thy assistance and help me to win her that cannot be replied the dwarf if thou wilt rush upon thy death thou must do so alone i will no longer keep thee company but if thou wilt follow me i will give thee gold and pearls and costly jewels magic weapons and roots of healing powers and will teach thee likewise many a maxim of ancient wisdom but never will i guide thee to the drachenstein so saying the little man gave his horse the golden spur but siegfried seized the bridle and thus in anger spoke the hero thou must show me the way or thou ridest not home with thy head upon thy shoulders then he seized the dwarf by the beard but the little man strove and struggled with such force that siegfried could not sufficiently admire his prodigious strength a magic ring gave the dwarf his supernatural power the sweat stood upon siegfried's forehead in great drops but still he was unable to master his tiny opponent and the contest lasted till in the struggle the ring fell from the dwarf's finger then siegfried seized the mannikin by his right foot threw him from the saddle and held him head downwards against a stone saying on this stone i will dash out thy obstinate brains if thou lead me not to the dragon but the dwarf cried out piteously and said calm thy anger thou proud hero i will advise thee as well as i am able if thou wilt only spare my life with this siegfried was satisfied and set the dwarf upon his legs again End of the Tenth Adventure